0: Hello and welcome to Talking Triple Crown, part of the Kickout 299 Network. I'm Jessie, whose pronouns are she, her.
1: I'm Alicia, my pronouns are she, her.
2: And uh, I'm Smiley, I'm back for the third time on this podcast. Happy to be here for a, to cover a big month of all Japan.
0: Unfortunately, Rachel cannot be with us today, but they have sent through some translations and their predictions, so they can still be part of the episode. We got a big show with four shows and a Champion Carnival preview to get through, so let's get into it. Before we start with All Japan, we have to talk about Noah's star navigation tour on the 9th of March. After Keno, Soya and Nakajima won their match, Yuma and Nomura came out. They dared Keno and Soya to challenge for the belts. Keno on his live stream after the show compliments Yuma's business sense and states that Yuma Oyagi has a good mind for the world of professional wrestling and knows what to draw Keno is. He claims that All Japan <laughs> desperately needs a ticket sale, so it really boosts his ego to be asked... And he immediately forgets he was isolating from the company. Thank you, Rachel, for all the Kano livestream info.
1: Smiley, what did you think of Nomu coming out to challenge um, for the uh, well to have Congo challenge for their belts this way?
2: Yeah, it was uh, a cool angle. Like uh, when uh, there was that Tokyo Sports article about Kemo, you know, uh, I think it was like his avoiding all Japan. It was like something's cooking up. So I was like, I was hoping for this match. So yeah, I was happy we got it.
1: It was cool. I I pointed this out on on Twitter, but there's uh, this really interesting, another TOSPO article from the end of January where um, Kento pissed actually Yuma off with this entire thing about how he was done building up the next generation. And he wanted to see what Yuma could do on his own without Miyahara Kento. And I think that this was a very clear moment of that, where you got to see Yuma having to strike out on his own, of course, with Naoya Nomura um, in tow, but it really gave you that sense of what Yuma can do and what Yuma can look like when he is not with Kento. And I think it was really effective and they both came across really well with like, now it is looking like such an enforcer, having to kind of stand up against um, Soya, who he knows really well. Soya was his senior in all Japan. So that was a really, really cool moment. And I thought that Yuma looked very commanding, had a great presence against someone like Keno, who is um, another guy that's really tough to contend with. <laughs> you know, Keno's yep. a great talker. He has an incredible presence himself, but um, I think Yuma looked fantastic. So a a good moment for Yuma to prove what he can do without Kento indeed.
0: So now we head to day one, and that was on the 14th at Shinjuku Face. Dan Temera and Hikaru Sato went to a 10-minute draw. This match came about since Dan and Sato were sick of losing, so to solve their problems, they decided to fight each other, which is really just the most evolution thing ever. This was such a good opener. Dan looked really, really good here. I miss that he has gone back to his regular hairstyle after changing it up in February and me like losing my mind. Like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Maybe he's actually making a change. But um, not really. I really like the move where Sato was trying to apply an armbar and Dan just effortlessly scooped him up and just dropped him, threw him to the side.
2: Yeah, this is a really good match. Um, very, very solid opener, you know. Uh, I didn't expect the result to go in that way, but obviously they're both sick of losing then the draw is the best possible result
1: yeah i love this what a killer opener and like jesse said this is the most evolution setup possible and then it ends on mutual respect and them kind of finding their way back to each other and like smiley said like the draw is the best possible way uh to get them there it's just it was great dan looked phenomenal um i i like the hair right now i think he looks really good it's weird how dan all of a sudden looks like a much older guy than he has recently like just wild to me but the one thing he does need is new trunks he's constantly pulling up his trunks i feel like dan really needs like a total like costume overhaul um at this point and he definitely needs something to um not make him look like yuma anzai at this point anzai is in like the black trunks like a rookie dan needs something um a little different even though he does have some stylized trunks he just needs something to make him look like uh the wrestler that he is right now but otherwise this was great dan looked great super happy with the opener
0: what about if he gets full tights like Sato
1: <laughs> I think that would be a cool look for him like the you know the wrestler look would be would be nice he kind of like styles himself after Suwama he's like a mini Suwama we've said that before on this show so I could see him sticking to like the trunks too but he just needs something that like A fits him and just like B gives him like a little more personality like it just says something that's a little bit more than like yeah he's mini Suwama <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know if uh, either of you watched it, but the uh, at UDVF show, they he had a match with Ito and he wore um, mm-hmm. giant barber shorts. So you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe a yeah. step uh, yeah. in new direction.
1: That style wasn't bad on him. Like he could, he could totally pull that off. Like it's, it's definitely not a not a bad option.
0: Jun Sato and Ray Saito defeated Shota Oshino and Riki Honda in seven minutes and eleven seconds. And apart from the crappy outside brawling at the start, this was a pretty good match. The Satos are at their best where they have an opponent where they can just barrel into each other and Goa was really the perfect team for that. Honda looked really good here. His lariats were great. I've complained about his finisher before because he really struggles to pick up heavyweights. But I think if he actually does get his finisher hit on a heavyweight, that could be like a defining win for him. So like, I really want to see him keep at it for a while and see if he can actually hit it.
2: Yeah, as Jesse said, this is a really good match. You know, if you're not not totally fond of the Saitos, this is a good step in the right direction. Uh, Bits boys always lost, but you know, all in all, good good match.
1: I liked this match so much. You know, we've said this before in the show. There's something about uh Gunier of Anarchy that brings out some of the very best in June and Ray uh, Saito, to be sure. And Honda got the crowd behind him toward the end of this match, and it was so well deserved. He was. So smooth in this. And like Honda is just like incredible in the way that he can control a ring um, when he's involved. Uh, He just has this perfect ring awareness. He's really the ideal tag wrestler in this way. And I did think that the Saito brothers looked really good here. Um, If they're left to wrestle on their own against the right opponents, they, they do look pretty good. So that's the good thing about them right now. Um, the time on this may have been in their favor, too. I think the longer things drag on with them, it's, it starts to get a little tough. But um, overall, this was another really, really strong match on this card.
0: So next up, we have the All Japan Six Man TV titles. They're back for some reason. Black Man So Re, Takao and ATM defeated Yusuke Kodama, Masao Hanabata and Black Tiger in 9 minutes and 36 seconds. I just want to start off with the team of Kodama, Hanabata and Black Tiger makes zero sense. Why Black Tiger gets a title shot just boggles my mind. Or Japan could used Nagai, who's 100% better choice and he's 100% better wrestler. This match was fine. I did like ATM paying off Wider to give him a fast count and slow count for Hanabata. <laughs> the ending with uh, Menso Ray and Black Tiger did have me a bit worried that Black Tiger was actually going to get the win. I was like, oh, my God, no, please no. But he didn't. I did like the ending with Omori hitting the axe bomber while Black Tiger was trying to powerbomb Menso Ray, That ended with Menso Ray pinning him, and he was just very happy when he won, and it was super cute. And now after the match, uh, Anita came out. He and Black Menso Ray argued for a bit before Anita batted him around the ring, and a match was made. Black Menso Ray, Omori versus Anita and Tatsu in an explosion match for the All-Asia Tag Team belts, and Omori could be a two-time champion.
2: Double champ Mori, signed me up for that. You no, know, that use that, tag titles match sounds like a match of the year contender, in the uh, All Japan universe. So, yeah, good. Uh, good yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I can't really remember anything about this match, but I just came up with a theory that that um, Mr. Carbellito ATM created these tag, tag uh, titles to boost his ego. So, yeah.
1: I don't even know if that's like a theory, Smiley. I think that's just correct.
2: No, I, think, <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's
1: just correct. Um, that, we you know, what was funny about ATM, Mr. Car Belt Ito, like he had the biggest pop of anyone in that match, which is, you know, it's hard to get a bigger pop than Takao Mori these days. And yet the crowd was like firmly behind him of all people in the match. It was really funny. Um, I thought this was fine for what it was. Um, it's it's nice that like Black Men's like has a belt and like a little team. Like that's fine, like good for him. Um, the, the post-match with Black Menso Rey and Onita was like absolutely bananas though. Like the intensity of like that fighting, like really solidly popped me because it's just like, what is going on here? Um, the cinematic, like what does Lou always say? And I always get this wrong. It's like the undercard cinematic universe of all Japan. Like it's just, yeah. it's just nuts. Um, <laughs> in the undercard of all Japan, you never know like what chaos you're going to see. And you definitely got it with that post-match between Menso Ray and, um, Onita, but like, the potential we have to see uh like with that explosion match like that's good stuff
0: next up Yuma Yagi, Asuka Yagi, and Naoya Nomura defeated Yuma Anzai, Ryu Inoue and Oji Shiba in nine minutes it was very cute when both Yuma started and the crowd was just chanting Yuma they couldn't chant Anzai or Yagi. it was like they couldn't choose one but it's going to be inevitable the day where they have to choose a Yuma to cheer for this was really fun. I can't wait for the day. in and Asuki have like a proper feud maybe over the belt one day. That'll be really good. It's going to be amazing. And these four matches that we talked about are all free on YouTube. So if you want to watch these four, go back and watch it on YouTube.
2: Yeah, this was another nice All Japan Untukara tag match. I think uh, the only thing it was missing is uh, Yuma Yagi screaming Oji Shiba's name. But apart from that, good big thumbs up from me.
1: I can't remember now if he got an OG in there or not. I feel like he did at least once during the night. Maybe I I think he did at
2: the start. I think he did at yeah. the start, but like <laughs> normally in the matches, he's like he's, he'll run towards him and scream his name. But there was uh, yeah. none of that in this one.
1: <laughs> oh man, but yeah, this was this was very fun um, for all the reasons Jesse and Smiley said. I thought anyway, taking it to Yeah was just really great. He had this amazing kick off the ropes to Nia that was like a thing of beauty. Um, this was just a match with a lot of great spots for the younger crew and anyway can really work with anyone um, even at this stage like Jesse was kind of saying it's it's so weird to consider him a rookie. If you use like the toastbow criteria for rookies like he's a rookie for two years right so he's he's technically a rookie but like he's he's not fighting like one, um, even if he's losing matches like one so it's an interesting position for him to be in but he's great.
0: Suji Ishikawa defeated Hokuto Amore in eight minutes and 26 seconds. And Amari is really having it tough with his heavyweight single matches first Kento and now Suji. But Suji is such a good opponent for this. He gives Hokuto tons of room to get all his stuff in and looks so strong. But then, of course, when Suji's on the offense, he hits so hard and really gave it to Hokuto with diving foot stops and knees. I guess he has to look strong for his Triple Crown match, but he looked really strong but also Hokuto looked really good in this and he should bring back the curly hair. The straight hair just makes him look like a baby with a goatee and it's just <laughs> really weird.
2: Yeah, this is a very good match. It's very uh, similar to the Anzai Shuji match from December. Very good match, but as uh, Jesse was saying, I think Hokuto needs to bring back the curls because uh, the straight hair isn't it and the like the curl, curls give him a bit of a unique look compared to everyone else in all Japan because him and Kent also have like a similar hair in a sense so
1: yeah the the hair is tough right now because it's also so short that if you go back and you look at him from when he first started in all japan he like jesse said he looks like he just looks like a little kid like he looks exactly like when he first started um which like i don't know how he managed to just like de-age himself but not in a good way like in a completely like (laughs) not good way to do that he definitely needs to go back to the curly hair all he needed was like some moroccan oil to like tame the frizz of his hair and he would have been perfect he could have done like the half half up half done like down rather like curly haired bun look he would have he looked really cool it would have suited the heel look but whatever um that's a thing but yeah this was a great match um like smiley said you can compare it to the uh ishikawa anzai match in december another excellent match like ishikawa works so good with these younger guys Um, They have a lot to prove going up against him. Um, And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Omori uses these opportunities to like go into the carnival. That's where I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him to kind of show what he's learned from these uh, matches with Kento, uh, who really challenged him to show up in the carnival, but also a match like this against Ishikawa. Um, So that'll be, I think, where we see Omori kind of show up and, and show us what he's learned through these experiences. But this is definitely another excellent match on this card. Um, so definitely don't miss this one if you're going to be reviewing it later.
0: Next up, we had Suama. Mayumi Ozaki and Maya Yukiki defeat Yoshitatsu, Unagi, Sayaka, and Sake in 17 minutes and 17 seconds. And everything here was 100% perfection. Tatsu joining in um, on the dance with Unagi and Saki and actually doing a really good job it was one of my favorite moments of the year so far. Like, no joke, this was so fun. Ozaki and Maya not being happy with Sawama and kind of bullying him since he didn't show up to their Oz show was great as well. Unagi going after Sawama right away and Sawama being afraid to fight back was great and his facial expressions were just so amazing the whole match, especially here in the opening bits. Maya accidentally hitting Sawama with her whip. She had a look on her face like, oh no, did I do that? Oh, I didn't mean to. It was just so good. This match was just so much fun. I think the ending, Unagi says she still wants to assess all Japan wrestlers, and Maya and Ozaki seem to be sticking around in some capacity, I believe. And I just really like that Solama whenever he's bullied by Joshi on Twitter, he just runs to Ozaki. I'm like, please help me. Please help me beat them up. And I just really hope it continues.
2: Yeah, this was a very fun match. Uh, no, didn't have any much seriousness to put to it. But the, uh, the, the entrance that Jesse mentioned is probably the the entrance of the year so far i don't i don't think anything comes close to it yeah just yet so yeah uh good match i think uh, my only complaint was like i feel like saki probably felt like the third wheel in a team but other than that good good stuff I was, uh, there was a bit of a difference between the december tag match where subaru was more obedient but in this one he's uh he's quite uh disobedient guy. <laughs> and he paid for it <laughs>
1: He really did. You know, Suwama is becoming quite the king of intergender comedy wrestling. It's, it's stunning. Um, I, uh, we talked about this in December about like not being sure like exactly what he was going to be like in these matches, but like, he's really funny. I love that. This is like the spin-off thing that we're just going to do every so often on these cards. They're a huge, I think asset to all Japan at this point, but there really was like a little bit of everything in this match. The entrances were great. Like, this one just absolutely rocked. It's just like a weird little joy-inducing match on this card. You really like have to go out of your way to see it. Um, it's just great fun.
0: Kento Miyahara defeated Yoshihiki Inamaru in 10 minutes and 33 seconds. I got one request, and that's for Inamaru to come to All Japan for a bit. He would just fit in so perfectly with the heavyweights, and no offense to Noah because I absolutely love the promotion, but he just seems like he was made for All Japan. But on to the match. This was good, but it was really quick. I thought it would go for much longer. Inamaru didn't even get a chance to break out of the shutdown suplex like everybody else does. And apart from that, um, he looked really great. He looked so dangerous and so strong, and the stalling suplex where he was doing squats was just so cool and super impressive. After the match, Kento, Anzai, and Inoue challenged three Noah wrestlers to a match at Ottawa. Kento said one of them must be Masa.
2: Yeah, this was a, a bit of a weird match. It felt like a, a squash in a sense. Like, uh, it, it sort of ended as soon as he got started. But, you know, uh, obviously, it, it's not the last of uh, that we see of Inamora and Old Japan. But, um, yeah, old Japan kind of made him look better than Noah has in the past five years. So, uh, he can come back any day of the week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Gosh, yeah. I think that All Japan would be a great fit for Inamura. So I'm hoping that we do get to see him more. I mean, he would have been a great fit for the carnival too, right? Like, um, he would be a great fit for something like that. But that's interesting that both of you felt that this was short and it felt more like a squash, like in Smiley's opinion. Um, I didn't get that sense from it, actually. And I still think that, like, we can go back and forth and debate on, like, if Inamura is considered, like, uh, still a younger wrestler and, like, what that means for him at this stage of his career. But I thought this was appropriate for Inamura coming over to a company that he's not familiar with and facing the ace. Um, that to me, um, so the time limit in that way makes sense to me. Um, I thought this was a great match. I was actually surprised in a sense that Inamura was actually very over with this crowd. They knew who he was and um, they were che- they were cheering for him too, which is interesting. Um, but he did a fantastic job with Kento. And I think Kento just works really well with bigger guys in general. Um, he reacts and he sells really well for them. He makes them look super powerful. It gives him a lot to work with when he's doing his comeback. Um, so I thought that looked really great. Kento finishing this match and like dusting his hands off um, at the very end, like that reminded me of what he said to Inamura when he was setting up this match, when um, Inamura came over to um, to storm the ring. Uh, he said to um, Inamura, Inamura, I'm going to send you home with a souvenir, which is a match with me um, to really drive home the distance between them, that Kento is the ace of this company. And I'm going to do you a favor and give you a match with me to go home to. And then you can come back to face me. Um, And you really got that sense in the way that Kento was acting um, at the end of that match. And, um, you know, we know today filming this or recording this rather, you know, what happened with the tag match, but at, at the time of this uh, match taking place. I was so excited to see what would happen and who would wind up coming over um, from NOAH and I felt that Anzai and Anyway were great choices to stand with Kendo. It's great experience for them. It's just this has been a, an awesome continuation of um, all the storylines coming off of uh, the Tokyo Dome in February.
0: In the main event we had the junior title match. Nariki Doi defeated Rising Hayato to retain in 17 minutes and 16 seconds. When I heard that Haito wanted this to be the main event, I wasn't really too confident, um, especially since the previous match with Kento. But they got their goal, they had the main event, and they absolutely smashed it out of the park. It took me a couple minutes to get into this match, but after that, I absolutely loved it. I really do have a soft spot for junior wrestling, so to see these two get the main and absolutely crush it, it was just beautiful. Doi is just so entertaining in his bully champion uh, role, and Hayato as an underdog who really fought for everything was just great wrestling. And, of course, Hayato's big spot where he died from the barricade in the crowd was just so cool. Like, I didn't expect him to do it at all. I do have my issues with outside champions, but I have no issue with Doi at all. He's just so great and just a big bully that the All Japan Juniors can really rally around and try to take down, and they're just going to get better and better working with Doi. After the match, Doi announced his partner for the Junior Tag Battle of Glory. It's Naoki Tanzaki. They worked a lot in Dragon Gate. They were open the Triangle Gate champions together. And Tanzaki worked one All Japan match last year, which was an eight-man tag
2: match. Yeah, this was a was an amazing match. A brilliant match. Uh, Doi's uh, hit the ball running in All Japan Pro Wrestling, and as long as he keeps delivering matches like these, then it's all good. Um, I thought um, Hayato's Hayato oh, yeah, did really good as well. Like I never bought him winning, but like during the match, like the last few minutes, I honestly thought I'd probably win, even knowing the results. So yeah. Uh Tanyazaki's a uh, weird choice as uh partner. I thought it was Mikondo, maybe maybe I'm just uh, sold on with that. So but yeah, um, good stuff. Uh, I'm enjoying um, doing all Japan. I hope we get more of the, these kinds of matches
1: to Smiley's point I thought that the the choice of tag partner was weird as well I was expecting it to be someone like um you know him and Kotaro since they seemed like mm, kind of aligned at one point like all those guys, outsider guys um but then they went with somebody else for for Kotaro anyway but um yeah so it's interesting but this match is is was incredible um, one of the best junior matches that we've seen over the last couple of months, let alone in 2023. Um, I have a feeling that this match could potentially make a lot of people's um match of the year lists at the end of 2023 as well. Um, it really was that good. I can't believe that Hayato, I mean, we've talked about this like, you know, a, a ton last year, right? But it's amazing that Hayato went from like the type of match that he had against um, I'm gonna blank on his name. Who did he have that that title match against? Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, he had that match. um, And then um, just, you know, that match wasn't good. (laughs) And then like the caliber, like in in basically a year's time, um, he has had a match like this against New Rookie Doi where like he could have feasibly won that match and like looked like a true champion standing there at the end of it. You know, like he's really come that far in such a short period of time. It's just remarkable. Um, But yeah, this was this was phenomenal. It's can't miss wrestling. Um, All Japan Junior Wrestling is really like a league of its own um, at this point. And I hope that people um, start to uh, realize that and start to tune in to watch.
0: I thought Doi's partner was going to be um, Yamato. I was so excited because I just finished up their tag run in Dragon Gate. I'm like, why not continue to All Japan? And then this guy comes out, an no offense team. Like, I don't know who he is. I had to look him up on um, Cage Match. But we're going to see him wrestle. I'm sure I'm going to be a fan in the end. So I'm excited for it. So we move on to day two. That was on the 18th at Corrican Hall. And this was an All Japan versus Great show. Kaz Hayashi, Kechi Sato, Commander Yu Izuka and Michihiko Miyagi defeated Black So Rei, Takao Omore, Rising Haito, Yoshitatsu and Ryu Inoue in eight minutes and eight seconds. I did like Black Menso Rei's fancy roll-up pin. And I also like that Miyagi was included in the show. Um, I would like to see more of her and Black Menso Rei, but we got what we got.
2: Yeah, this was a good opener. I think uh, commander stole the show for, for the whole match. Um, I'd like to see, um, you know, some of these guys come back to All Japan, like as well, like Cage Sato. He was someone who trained in All Japan, so using someone like him would be cool.
0: Hakuto Toramori defeated Jun Tonsho in eight minutes and fifteen seconds. This was okay. It got better as the match went on. I guess it's good that the card gives single matches to younger guys, but. I don't really
2: have a lot of thoughts yeah this was a this was a decent match nothing really noteworthy but if you're gonna watch the whole show then you should watch this one as well
1: i'm just gonna say as well (laughs) um i am not a uh great great whatever however you pronounce it fan um and it's not because i have anything against the, the promotion i just don't watch it but i will say this about the temperature of the Japanese, all Japan fans that I follow on Twitter. Um, I was doing some translating of a lot of tweets to kind of get a sense of what people were feeling after this show happened. Um, I couldn't really come across a single tweet of the people that I follow where people were happy about this show. Um, I got an interesting range of, of comments of people who were um, were there and were like, okay, like whatever, you know, we wish that this uh, show had been announced What they did, what All Japan did was they put the show up for sale, but didn't say it was um, like a combined show. It was just like a show they put up for sale. So people bought tickets to it. And then after the fact, it was announced that it was like a late All Japan combined show. They wish that All Japan had announced it was a combined show before they put the tickets up for sale, because that might have changed their opinions on whether or not they went in person. Um, So they weren't super thrilled about it. Um, And then there was some opinions of people who um, were either there live or not there live that said like they weren't really that interested in seeing all Japan continue to work with late, like, like this in the future. I think maybe that's, we're getting more of that now because people have seen what it looks like if they work with something like NOAA, right? Cause we've seen now the Tokyo Dome match. We've seen Kendo go back and forth with people um, in NOAA in the weeks since. So I feel like people just have a different idea, right? Moving forward of what they want to see um, out of partnerships with all Japan and other companies. But um, that was the temperature of the room, after the show that I saw on Twitter from the people that I follow. And I follow quite a few all Japan fans. Um, I'd be curious, obviously, to see if anyone listening to this, like, you know, how, if you felt the same, if you were into these matches, but I followed a lot of, uh, or rather did some translating of a lot of tweets and saw that people were just like, not (laughs) super happy with these um, matches. So yeah, thought I would throw that out there um, as we continue on through these matches.
0: Was it you smiling on Twitter who said you didn't like the show? Or was that somebody else?
2: I think I was... um... Smiling Wizard. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah, yes. it was, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a bit of a like weird show in a sense because it felt like a, a great show in an All Japan ring. So that kind of, you know, it makes sense with like the crowd reactions and stuff like that. And obviously, like Alicia pointed out, you know, the All Japan lore stuff is more, you know, interpromotional stuff rather than this. Because I think like the show was sort of like builders. AJPW versus great, but never really like. Felt like that. It felt more like friendly fire in a sense.
1: Yeah, I think that's it, a, a good way to put it.
0: It was the wrong time. Right before toward was definitely the wrong time to help, yeah. um, hold this show. And also, I think it would be more fun to see Great and All Japan our wrestlers team together than fighting against each other. That would be something different. And I think that might be a little bit more fun, but anyway. have me in the booker. I'll do something different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The timing was definitely weird because like you had all of the excitement of like Kento and Inamura and then the announcement that they were going to do the the um the tag match against Noah. So then you had that like almost like this weird break in between like, it almost like broke up the momentum of that storyline. I have to then go to this show. So I feel like that was already putting people in just like a weird mood going into it. But what can we do anyway?
2: <laughs> it's done.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is very much done. Yeah. <laughs>
0: move on to the next match. Takanori Ito and Isi Onitsuka defeated Shotro Ashino and Riki Honda in 11 minutes and two seconds. I thought this was one of the better matches of the day. Uh, Yusuke Kadama belonging to the two factions in this match, Yan's Family and Goa, so they could have had a Kadama on a pole match. That would have been some <laughs> <to> more fun. Ashino <laughs> throwing Onitsuka over the top rope like he was nothing and then dusting off his hands was a really cool uh, moment along with ito's kick combination on honda
2: yeah for me uh this was the match of my like uh, it, it started off a bit slow but you know as we got towards the end that's when it started firing
1: yeah i completely agree if uh there's probably two matches in this that i thought were um worth watching this is this is one of them for sure ashino and honda just looked great and um i enjoyed seeing ito and i've never seen uh or maybe i have i'm not sure his partner um was it onitsuka i don't know if i've seen uh... him before yeah i'm not sure if i've seen him before but um this was this was fine um but i really like like there was parts of this where i just i loved like ashino in this i can think he just looked so cool so yeah this was fine
0: you have seen onitsuka because he used to be part of strong hearts so he was in know japan every now and then i think he took part in that six men Tag yeah. tournament they had yeah, that did. one day i'm just
1: like one. <laughs> i'm just not familiar enough to be able to put name to a face on the fly i'd have to like look at a picture yeah. of him
0: sechi ikamoto minora tanaka and soma watanabe defeated dan tamara hikaru sato and Nayo namora in nine minutes and 58 seconds we got a little evolution reunion with dan namora and sato that was pretty cute dan and watanabe had some good moments and watanabe's dive was super impressive but really scary he went super far and into everyone's chairs i didn't expect dan to lose to a drop kick though and all i could think while watching this match was like giving menorah the goro tv title wasn't a great choice at time of recording he has only defended the title once on a great show and he won the title back in january and only defended it once toshizo was a much better champion and actually defended it in all japan and had good matches so why they made the change i'm not
2: sure yeah, this was a this was an okay match. felt like more like um, three singles matches like combined into a six man tag rather than you know like a cohesive six man tag. But yeah, it was decent. I I kind of uh, popped at the finish though with the loser to a drop kick of all moves. It was a cool drop kick was, and it was a bit of a nice thing to see. So yeah, not bad.
0: After this, we had a preview of the Ottawa Award matches, the Camping Carnival participants, and we also found out the last team in the Junior Tag Battle of Glory is Cato. Ishida and Kataro Suzuki. suama Jun Sato, and Rei Sato defeated Kazuma Sakamoto, Hayato Tamora, and check Shimitani in 14 minutes and 47 seconds. Do you remember when Kazuma destroyed the Yoshitatsu Kingdom and then that storyline went absolutely nowhere? Oh, yeah. Like, that's something I could think of. Like, what happened to that? I don't really have notes for this match, but Kazma said he wasn't interested in Suwama, but the Sato brothers. So I guess we'll wait to see what happens with that.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I'm sure he mentioned something like the Real World Tag League or something like that. So, you know, maybe we'll see him back in December for the tournament. Uh, this was this was a good match. This was one of the better matches on the show. Not obviously with the Voodoo Murders being like a heel unit, it's felt more like a inter-promotional match than, rather than the others that we got on the show. Oh yeah, I forgot to say uh the with like Ishida and uh Otaro being in the tag league, this is sort of like the first unofficial meeting between a great wrestler and a Dragon Gate wrestler in a sense, because Doe is still working for them. So, you know, if first uh, someone who, who watches those promotions and is uh, into the spicy backstage Japanese politics, then you know, you might want to keep a look at the junior tag battle of glory.
0: Kato Ishida defeated Aski Oyagi in 11 minutes and 58 seconds. I feel bad saying this but I just couldn't get into this match at all. I really like Asuki, and I haven't seen a lot of Ishida lately but I really enjoyed his working dragon gate so it was strange I just couldn't get into it. That's it. <laughs>
2: uh, it was a, it was it was okay match. He had like a, it was a match full of like a lot of holes in a sense. So we didn't like come across or come together. As well as it should have.
0: In the main event, Kento Mihara, Yuma Oyagi, Suji Ishikawa, and Yuma Anzai defeated Shima, T Al Lindeman, and Tetsuya Izuchi in 23 minutes and 15 seconds. I said before, this is the wrong main event for the show, especially with Ottawa coming up, but it's done now, so what can we do? I always will love All Japan wrestlers, especially Suji, standing next to non All Japan wrestlers. Lineman just looked like an extremely tanned little kid next to Suji, but his suplex was very impressive on Suji. But Anzai with a jumping knee added to his moveset and him picking up the win, not only on anybody, but on Shima, which makes me really suspicious since Shima does not lose for nothing. So I'm thinking maybe his team is winning Junior Tag League or maybe even Triple Crown Sima, who knows?
2: <laughs> I think. Uh... All Japan had to give Gray a couple of wins just so that Anzai could get the win over Shima. That's what that's what I think probably had to happen.
1: I think what surprised me is the reaction of people on Twitter who uh, thought that like because Anzai pinned Shima that that meant that like Anzai was definitely going to be like you know the new ace and like the next. And it's like, well, yeah, like they've been building him as such like for. Like for, for months now. Like that's like that. This is just like another pit stop on the road to making Anzai the next coming of ace. Like so that wasn't uh that that reaction to me was just fascinating. Um, it's like he's pinned Suwama, and he's had like the, all these standout singles matches, whether he's won or not. So just the fact that there are people who were like, Oh, like he pinned Shima, he's definitely going to be the next ace, and it's like, no, like he's he's been going to be the next ace. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was kind of weird. But this was fine. What was interesting to me is that some of the fans that were kind of annoyed about this show in general, they enjoyed the main because they got to see quote unquote Tento and Aoyagi's next stream. Even though like that's not even what we have in Next Stream right now. <laughs> but like that's why they liked the main event. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um I thought it was like like El Lindemann getting into it with like Yuma at the very end was interesting too, after they like pulled apart like uh was it T Hawk and Anzai. but i don't know otherwise like this was fine like it just it was like a weird main event like jesse said like right before oto ward so um if you're a big like great fan like this might be a really good card for you to check out if these like are your guys but it just was like a weird like way to kind of break up the momentum like a lot of these guys had going into oto ward
0: i forgot yuma and eliniman were doing just weird faces at each other the whole yeah. match that was like- just
1: that like weird old man face that like Yuma likes to do like the whole time and then like at the very end it was so funny but like that's that's about it that's like the the biggest memory I I have of it
0: okay that show is done so now we move on to day three which was on the 21st at Otter Ward we had a really good crowd with 1776 people in attendance it's the highest for any Otter Ward show since returning two years ago and it is the first show, not headlined by Kento. So maybe Nagata is the draw, actually. <laughs> in the opening, we had Oji Shiba defeat Black Mentor Ray in 5 minutes and 42 seconds. This was a perfectly fine junior opening match. I really liked the pin attempt turned into an armbreaker submission thing by Mentor Ray. It looked really, really smooth. Satoshi Kojima, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, and Yutaka Yoshi defeated Takao Yoshi Yoshitatsu, and Mitsuya Nagai in 10 minutes and 17 seconds. I think it was to no surprise Koji was announced as X and now in block A of the Champion Carnival. I mean, I think they could have put Fuji instead of Tenzan in the place, so it would be like more of a mystery and um, get Fuji on the card because he deserves to be on the card. The crowd was boo heavy for this match, booing Tatsu when he did the Mongolian chops, which is warranted. But then they booed Omori for not laying down for a top rope move by Koji, which is like, how dare they boo him? Um, this match was yeah. Koji in the CC isn't really exciting to me but I think he'll do great and get some good matches from Block A so um, what do you think about Koji in Block A um,
2: I think he's probably in the wrong block for me like um, I think Suama's in Block B and him and Suama have a bit of history so that would have been a good match for him but I think they're building towards um, Kento versus uh, Kojima so yeah So it makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think Kojima is always everywhere I don't need him. That's my issue with uh, Kojima. I want him back in Noah as Sugira's partner. Uh, I don't need him in all Japan, actually. (laughs) So that's kind of how I feel um, about Kojima right now. But I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. I I wanted to have another conversation with the crowd about uh, booing all Japan folks and and cheering for new Japan folks. I think we needed to have another quick discussion about that on the mic after this match, but you know, it was fine. We'll, we'll see how the carnival goes. There's, I have nothing, there's nothing against Kojima personally. It's just that there are other people I could have, I could have chosen for the carnival. I guess that would have been uh more exciting for me at this point. And again, I would have preferred to have him, you know, still be working with Sugira. I don't necessarily love Sugira's new choice of partner right now, but it is what it is.
0: Hikaru Sato defeated Rising Hayato in four minutes and seven seconds. I don't really mind the ending in a flash pin, and I did like that Sato picked up the win, but these two getting only four minutes is a real shame. It was good for the short time they got, and this match and the next really do their job of building up to the junior tag league.
2: No, I enjoyed this match very, very much. Definitely uh, therefore, therefore worth watching, especially with the time uh, time much time anyways.
1: I actually didn't realize it was a short until looking at it now. Um, I really liked this so much. Um, To me, it demonstrated that like people like Hayato are catching up to the veteran in Sato, right? Because like Sato had to reach for that win. He couldn't really win clean. Um, So that always shows that like the younger guy, the the more like, you know, the junior in Hayato is finally catching up to somebody like Sato. Um, So I loved it for that reason, but these two are just so smooth together. Um, I'm so looking forward to like what they can do together in the future. Um, Hayato to me is, is really that guy. That's the guy that they need to start like, you know, throwing a lot of weight behind and building, um, in the junior division. And he can just work with anybody right now. He's very versatile in his move set, which is, um, a good thing, a bad thing. There's a couple schools of thought with that, I suppose, but, um, he can work with absolutely anybody right now. And I think that like, there's so much potential between what him and Sato can do together in the future.
0: Dan Tamura defeated Asuki Oyagi in 13 minutes and 15 seconds. I was very happy Dan got the win here, especially since he lost twice to Asuki recently in December. But this was such a good match. I think there was no better example as Dan as a mini Suama than in this match. I cannot wait until Dan pulls off a power bomb like the one Sawama gave Tenohashi Ahashi in the um, Champion Carnival Finals. Like, I'm just waiting for that day. It's going to come soon. And at ringside cheering on Dan was just very cute and the cherry on top of this these two junior
2: matches yeah this was uh this was such a good match like it, it was sort of uh out of the blue as well like considering the match time for the last match i thought this was going to be a, a quick little sprint but uh this was uh, probably the same amount of time as their last two matches and it was a it was a lot lot better for me than both of those matches i think it was easily the best uh best singles match i've done tomorrow's career and it just shows you know, how he's progressed over the last year or so And uh, I think it was quite interesting that both the Evolution guys beat the, you know, new Next Stream or Japan gone whatever, unit um, guys. So I think that might be the final for the tournament, I think.
1: Yeah, it's quite possible. Yeah, Dan was was so good in this. Like, he had that brain buster on the outside that was just so clean. Like, it just looked really fucking cool. Um, These two bring out something so specific in each other um oski's had a very interesting body of work over the last several of months and i've not been um absolutely in love with everything but when he gets in front of dan i think that is really important work um they do bring out something important in each other and again like they're another group that like there's just like they're at the infancy of what they're going to be able to do together which is really cool um yeah just a killer showing from from dan um and yeah like a two great matches back to back
0: Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Amaro defeated Juni Sato and Rei Sato in 10 minutes and 33 seconds. Suzuki getting Rei out for the gotcha-style driver was crazy, especially at his age. He doesn't do um, that much stuff anymore. Taru getting on the apron to distract the ref, getting down, then realizing the spot hasn't happened, so he had to get back up on the apron, which just peak Taru. And then Hokuto knocking him off the apron was just one of the best spots of the night
2: yeah um my uh my old japan tv feed cut off during this match and it was a kind of a blessing in disguise because i think i only saw the finish of it which was cool so that's what i gotta say
1: <laughs> fair enough um i did think that this was like pretty fun the saitos i thought looked all right and um i did enjoy like some of the brawling in this like uh Minor suzuki like he does like excel in controlling this type of match i thought like it was interesting to watch him work with the saitos so yeah just fine for me
0: Suama and Kono defeated Shochiro Ashino and Ricky Honda in 9 minutes and 4 seconds. And just a little fun back fun in quotation marks. It's been a year since the Voodoo murders made their return. So yay for that. If you're a fan, boo for that. If you're just like me and just want to go on. Goa making a smart decision here and attacking Suama and Kono before the bell just makes me so happy because a lot of people just wait for Voodoo murders to attack them. I skipped the outside brawling spot because it's just so repetitive and boring and just makes everyone look really stupid. And I, I just hate the body bag spot. I just, it just really makes me feel icky. And I just, nah, I fast forward that bit. Alicia and Smiley can talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it.
2: Yeah. I thought thought this match was like a lot, lot better than their tag title match from uh, October. Um, You know, Bit of a recurring theme, my boys lost again, which is a bit of a heart take. But um the I like I personally find the body bags stuff kind of funny, but each their own.
1: <laughs> I didn't write that many notes down for this. I think that like I was probably protesting having to write down notes for Kono. Um you know, whatever. It's it was fine. I have a lot of questions about the kidnapping gimmick. I do think it's deeply funny, but this was actually not the funnier one of the two kidnappings we got this month we have a kidnapping quota now and we got two this month and this was not the funnier of the two but they don't like most voodoo murders gimmicks things they don't go anywhere like i'll just say it right now like the ashino thing didn't lead to anything there was no follow-up ashino's fine like there was nothing in the (laughs) follow-up of the of the kidnapping so it's just one of those things where it's like what are we doing in this what are we demonstrating in this if you're not going to follow up with it and Ashino's fine and he's not even going to talk about it and the man's locked out of his own Twitter account and doesn't care, so he can't even tweet about it, then what's the point? You know? So whatever. But that's that's kind of where, where I am with the uh, the kidnapping. The second kidnapping is is way funnier, but we'll get to that later.
0: Masa Kirimiya, Kinya Okada, and Yoshihiki Inamura defeated Kento Mihara, Ryo Inoue, and Yuma Anzai in 17 minutes and 41 seconds. And we're going to talk about Inoue's new look for a minute. The purple is gone, which i got going to admit I will miss, but he's now all, like, kawada He has yellow and black long trunks and a shaved head that is blonde with black stripes all over it. I'm not 100% sold on this look yet, but I know I will be over time.
1: It's, like, it's interesting because, like, he, he doesn't really look like Kawada to me. Like, he might have a little bit of yellow and black going, but he looks like young Kenta. He looks like Kenta during the uh, beginning of the Maru-Kentag era. He's just not wearing gray tights. But, like, that's what Kenta looks like. Kenta just had actual lines shaved in his head instead of, like, that weird, like, black. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's got, like, paint in his hair or, like, what that's meant to be. Like, like Kenta had a blonde buzz cut just like that. Um, and, the, and the long tights. But that's what Kenta looked like when he was really young. So that's who he looks like to a T to me. Not necessarily, like... Kawada, other than like you can say like you know, he's got the like the black and yellow going. But like Kawada never dressed like that either. Kawada never had a ring jacket like that either. So yeah, to me like anyway, looks like young punk Kenta at the very beginning, like uh very beginning of the Maru Kent era. But the gray tights started just slightly before that. So like very early two thousands Kenta.
0: You gotta send me a photo yeah. of that so I can see. Yeah, it, I, I don't know what look like
1: back then. You know what I'm talking about, Smiley?
2: Yeah, I think I remember. I think I remember.
1: Yeah. I'll put a photo on uh, on my Twitter for everybody to see. <laughs> but uh, that's what uh, Inoue looks like. It's not Kawada. Uh, it is absolutely young Kenta.
2: I think the tights are cool. The, the hairstyle, but not so much. It's a bit, you know, weird. <laughs>
0: I just thought he goes to Kawada's restaurant all the time to talk to him. He took his colors from Kawada. He's like, yep, kawada I'm all kawada up. kawada <laughs> <laughs> Um, but onto the match. This match has so much backstory. It just basically boils down to Kento was mad that Masa didn't agree him correctly. The full backstory is on my preview for this match, which is on Kickout's website. So please read that because it's just crazy backstory to this. But this was very good. I thought it was tons of fun. Masa and Kento were really the selling point of this match, but their juniors um, really stepped up and, for me, kind of stole this match away from them. That was so good, especially Anzai lifting up Inamora was just really impressive. And after the match, kind of sad, my master says he's basically done with All Japan, which is a real shame since, um, yeah, Lichi, you know, you think maybe, but it's Masa. He seemed angry. <laughs> he seemed he didn't want to be here, but it's wrestling. So who knows? He might just show up like in Champion Carnival. We don't know.
2: Yeah, this was uh, a brilliant, brilliant match for me. To- Best best uh, all Japan match of March. Uh, like just was saying, you know, we all came into this for Kenta and Kitamiya, but Kento and Kitamiya, not Kenta. But um no, at the end of it, you know, it was just we wanted more, inamo and more Ryo and Norway, which um, I think that was the aim, anyways. You know, like uh, the younger guys getting the rub, and it's it's kind of weird how like the all the interpromotional matches in All Japan from like past six months or so. Been all been like amazing because of like you know and Anza, which just shows like how the company views them and how good they've been since their debut
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, there was a lot to say about Kento and um Masa at the end of the match, but the younger guys were like here front and center. There was so much to say about Yuma and uh Yuma Anzai rather, and um, anyway, and also the way that Kenya Okada showed up in this match. I mean, he looked fantastic in this. Like him and Kento had some great moments. Um, Kento no-selling for him and like really giving um, Kenya like a chance to like show up and prove himself against like Kento in front of this audience. And this audience like cheered for Kenya Okada. They knew who he was and they cheered for him, which is like, again, like one of those inexplicable moments (laughs) with these All Japan shows lately. But like, it was actually a really good thing because Kenya Okada um, deserves it. He absolutely um deserves it. And uh, I thought that there was like a really cool senton spot from Masa like right away to Kendo too. Like there's just like, a lot of great spots in here. Anzai and Inamura are so well paired. They had great energy. Um, that jumping knee from Anzai, like that's a killer move. It's just so lethal looking from him. I thought that this was like just a great match overall. The, Rachel and I are going to talk about this extensively next month on Kickout because we're gearing up to do uh, the two-parter in our rival series around NextStream 1.0, so we're talking exclusively about the first iteration of Um, but there's uh, something to be said about the reasons why Kendo lost this match, um, and it's, um, you know, boils down to basically this, is that Kento is is not a leader of men. He lost because he couldn't really lead his team to victory in the same way that Masa led his guys to victory, which says a lot about Masa and Kento's um, personal sort of ideologies when it comes to wrestling and how Masa has been able to learn from his experiences in the past when they were both in Kensuke Office Diamond Ring and what Kento has or hasn't learned about his own experiences in the past too. So there's a lot to be said and sort of unpacked from um, the experiences of that match, but Kento paid Masa a lot of exp- a lot of respect um, on the way out, he apologized to Masa, which is interesting. He doesn't really um, do that with people necessarily, but he apologized, um, which was interesting and paid him quite a bit of respect, which led to Masa saying that he's like, he doesn't care and he's done with him and he's not coming back and he doesn't want to be involved with Kento anymore. But um, this is, I don't think, over by far. Um, this has been, I think, really good um, press for Noah for all Japan. And this has not settled anything between Kento and Nakajima. Um, my best guess is that we are still on the road to Kento being in the end one. That is my best guess, is where you'll start to see, um, those two collide again. And of course, that, that means that there's a possibility that Masa will collide, um, with Nakajima, uh, rather with, uh, Kento again. So I think that's where this is all sort of headed, but this was fun. It was awesome. It's so nice that we got, like, some quick payoff to some of the stuff coming out of the dome, but... Um definitely a lot to be said about like the different ideologies of Masa and Kento and how that came into play during this match.
0: I know we talked about it a bit in our group chat, Kento in the N one. But Smiley, what do you think about it?
2: That'll be cool. That'll be cool. It depends. Imagine if he gets to face uh, Jake in the N one. That'll be cool.
1: <laughs> Would that not be wild?
2: That will be wild, yeah. Especially I'll, if Jake um... is still champion by then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um also uh Kento's appearance at Noah was kind of cool, like whole freaking arena was for him and he was he wasn't even the home guy <laughs> that just shows like how powerful he is
1: that is remarkable the remarkable thing about um about him like he had an incredible reaction in the tokyo dome which was a predominantly like noah crowd right and then for him to go to a noah show like you know separated from all the mudo stuff and still get that type of reaction like remarkable like it's, it's just it's crazy his um his influence and how we're starting to kind of see that outside of all japan which is really exciting
0: next up is the world tag team match kento and manabu soya defeated yuma oyagi and naoya namara in 18 minutes and 56 seconds to become the new world tag team champions i'm not gonna lie i wasn't happy with the result i really do like keno and soya like don't get me wrong it's just like, holy moly, like, all <laughs> Japan just has so many outside champions right now. For me, it was just too much, a bit too soon. But um, Keno and Soya will be really good champions. Like, I do believe that. But the match was great. Yuma and Kano just have so much chemistry, as did Soya and Nomura. And hopefully we get more meetings of these two in the future. Keno just walks right up to Yuma and shoves his fist right in his face. So there's no love lost there from the Tokyo Dome match. I really liked Keno's double ankle lock on both Nomoyagi members. That was really cool. The ending sequence between Soya and Nomura was great. Soya stopping Nomura's spear popped me and the crowd as well. Honestly, Keno and Soya just looked so happy getting the win. I just, I, I couldn't feel bad in that moment. Like they just were so, so happy. And Soya hoisting like Keno on his shoulders really made me smile. It was just a feel-good moment. Suama so came out next to challenge. Keno is not happy with Suwama after he no showed at Noah's show, where Keno made him the guest of honor and had a seat prepared and everything. So when Suwama came to challenge for the belt after he won, he said, "Suwama, we are isolating from you," and then proclaimed that he will not defend in all Japan because Congo is isolated again. And if Suwama wants it, he has to come to Noah for it. And thank you, Rachel, for that. And a day after this match, it was announced by the Real Blood Twitter that Nomura has suffered an ACL injury and will require surgery. And will be out for quite a while. This was just heartbreaking and so sad to read. Nomura has had his fair share of injuries, and it's just—it's just not fair.
2: Uh, the tag title match, brilliant, brilliant match. Um, you know, Ken always brings the heat wherever he goes, and it's kind of funny how you know, all Japan shows more love to the outsider wrestlers than their companies do. So, yeah, um, yeah, we is it'll be, uh, be there'll be a good uh, tag title champions. Um, Swam and Kono probably not the best uh, representatives for the next, you know, challenges. But you know what can we do? You know about the no more news kind of a bummer because uh, you know we just got him back basically, and you know to have him stripped from us again is a bit of a shit. You know it's a bit of shit, and as, especially with the you know the champion carnival, you know coming up and like for me, I thought he was gonna win the whole tournament. So you know, there goes that unfortunately but let's hope uh, he has a speedy recovery
1: yeah a crazy amount of things to unpack from just this one match going into this like i i really didn't want peno and soya to win i wanted to stay on Nomuyagi. had a lot of plans for what that rain could have and should have been in light of learning about naoya's injury and that he knew he was hurt in december um this seems like an inevitable that they that you know he was kind of working on borrowed time and perhaps he thought he had longer to go reminds me a lot of what happened with mara fuji with the same injury literally i think it's the exact same injury um mara fuji's first significant knee injury back in like 2000 and uh i want to say 2002 or 2003 um he wrestled until he literally could not anymore his his leg gave out and he had to get surgery but um it's just like the most crushing thing at this point, like. him and Jake have just had like the worst, worst luck when it comes to injuries and being taken out. Uh, and they've spent too much of their prime on, uh, on the shelf. So to have now you go back out um, at a time like this when it was really possible. He was going to win his block. I think in, in champion Carnival, everything is just awful. And I, I do think that his injury probably played a role in the timing of when they dropped it and such, but regardless, like uh, I was definitely mixed about the, the result of this match. Um, but it's also very hard to be upset about the result when you look at Soya's face and he's sobbing because of how happy he is that they won. Um, He has come such a long way to having a title. Is it weird that he still doesn't have a title in Noah and he had to get a title in all Japan as a Noah wrestler in order to get to this point? Absolutely. But it's still really nice that he um, is finally being recognized for how good he is and how hard he has worked and, you know with Keno he has got such an interesting relationship with like the belts in general and Noah you know it's it's really hard to to be upset or to root against that but it's tough it's tough having this many outsiders holding belts um at the same time in all Japan it's definitely a weird feeling but this match was definitely fantastic um i thought the middle part got a little slow but it definitely picks up really hard towards the end they go into like an incredible ending stretch um Yuma and Keno is like a rivalry potential that should be explored for yuma they had some great big spots like naoya was coming into this match specifically from the press conference he said he really wanted to to sort of to prove something but also to pay soya back for his kindness that he showed naoya in the dojo when they were there and and you know uh, nowya was a newer wrestler and soya was his senior soya actually taught him how to cook and stuff which is really really cute um but he like it's just like this really endearing like thing that he said like everyone is like being super weird at the press conference. Now he was being very endearing. So that's just, you know, him. But um, he really wanted to like pay Soya back for what Soya imparted on him when he was in the dojo with him. And um, I think you got a sense of that in their exchanges. They, you know, they did really great. Uh, Soya does that really cool thing where he like cuts people's legs out from under them with his forearm. I just love that shit. He does that in this match. I thought it was super cool. But yeah, so it was just, it's a really great match. You can't miss it. It's one of the highlights of the month to be sure. But um, I don't know, it it took the wind out of my sails to know that Naoya was working hurt from December and that now they don't have the belts. Now he's gone for probably upwards of a year. So weird, weird mixed feelings, but it's definitely a great match. Definitely something you should
0: check out. In the main event, we had the Triple Crown match. Yuji Nagata defeated Suji Ishikawa in 25 minutes and 46 seconds to retain. Suji has his long pants back again. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not a huge fan of his long pants. Um, it took a while to get going, but once Suji hit that really sick elbow strike, it picked up. Suji absolutely dominated the first section of this match. When Nagata gained control, it did slow back down a bit with submission holes, but the longer it went on, the better it got. And props to Nagata because he took a hell of a lot of punishment here. Suji's uh, fire thunder on the apron especially looked painful. And more props, because lifting Suji out for a backdrop isn't really the most easiest thing in the world. But he did. He won. After the match, almost everybody who's in the champion carnival came out to the ring and cut a little promo. And surprise, Manabu Soya came out and announced he will compete in the champion carnival in Block B.
2: Yeah, this was a, was a great match uh, to couple off the show. No, uh, Not really a fan of Nagats being champion, but in you know, Suji game, with a good first defense. Uh, I, I, it was probably better than I expected to be honest, because you know, considering Nagata's age and his shape, like I thought, Kento probably got the best that you could get out of him. But you know, Shuji proved me wrong. You know, kicked he whooped his ass basically to get to get it out of him. But you know, great match.
1: Yeah, I agree. This was this ended up better than I expected it to be for sure, and like total props to Shuji. Um, I did think this match suffered whenever Nagata had control of the match um i think the key here is is like basically not letting nagata lead until you need him to lead (laughs) like it really like you need to have the other guy in control um he's got to have a strong lead in these defenses but you know it was it was fine still not a huge fan of nagata as um as champion but we're going into carnival season so you know it is what it is also pretty mixed on uh big match shuja's new glittery pants i don't know if i like him in the pants he's and i know he's had pants and such before he's even had like what the capris like whatever those like pants (laughs) pants are <laughs> his death match pants but um yeah i don't know but I, I do like the glitter in them and um i did note that the all japan fans were sort of like losing their the japanese all japan fans were losing their minds because yuma was like a very good second and very loyal second to shuji um afterward because he went and checked on him immediately and stayed with him the entire time even when uh the people were coming out to do the carnival stuff um which was nice and i am really excited that Toy is in the carnival i think it's a great Um, opportunity for him and I do think that Soya being in the carnival is how you end up seeing who becomes the challengers after Suwama and Kono um, and potentially who will just become the next uh, champions.
0: Day four was on the 26th at Shinkiba First Ring. We had Renayabi, Oji Shiba and Mizuki Watase defeats Kao Mori, Menso and Yoshitatsu in seven minutes and 49 seconds. What to say holding up a real blood shirt really got me teary-eyed, I'm not going to lie. And poor Ren Ayabe, the only man in this match without a belt. But this was fine. It was nothing really special. But the big talking point was Takao Amora has thrown his hat in the ring as a possibility to replace Naya Nomura in the champion carnival. Um, and a bit of a fun, but not so fun fact, just kind of interesting, is that Amari was accepted into the carnival and this is the second time he will replace Naoya Amore in a tournament following last year's Royal Road when Namara had to drop out due to COVID and Amari took his spot then.
1: I did think this was a fun little opener. Um, I thought it was weird though. Like Watase, like all those guys, like they should have probably challenged for the sixth man <laughs> after this and they did not. And like we got no like. Like announcement about that. Um, Takao got pinned by Kojima in like the last show too. Um, and it's like, well, are those guys gonna challenge for the six man? Like, what's the point of having the six man belts if the people who like pin the the title, uh, havers, whatever, um, are not gonna be the ones challenging? It's so it's so weird. But seeing what, what Taze it's was like, really yeah, I, I guess I guess it's just for ATM. <laughs> but um, seeing um, what to say was really hard because, uh, like Jesse said, it's just like he's someone where i would have wanted to see him competing more in all japan because of his connection to now but we've hardly like seen him aside from very recently when he's come in a lot to corner now um which has been nice but so yeah that was that was hard but yeah this was a fine um opener and an oji shiba has fixed his hair he doesn't look like a little accountant anymore like he looks like cool and fun now so there's that
0: Next up, Kotaro Suzuki defeated Rising Haito in nine minutes and five seconds. This was just so good. It's probably my favorite match of the show. This Haito was looking for revenge after Kotaro turned on him last month. I don't really have a lot of notes for this match, even though it was my favorite, but it was just really good wrestling. They just both look so great here, especially in the lead up to the Junior Tag Tournament.
1: I loved this match. I thought that Kotoro's like forearms and his big knees looked like so nasty in this match, but the crowd like rallied behind uh, Hayato every time, so it was like super effective. And Hayato is probably like one of the most effective baby faces that they have. Like he's just so good at um, you know, coming back from behind. I really enjoy that kick that Hayato does. Like he uses the ropes for leverage and he swings himself into um, people's chests. He does that to Kotaro in this match. It's just a really cool move. Um, the power that Hayato gets behind his slaps is also crazy. And against someone like Kotaro, who is also like pretty good at that stuff, was really cool and like Koto just like really made it a point to brutalize Hayato here like with his knees um and he still had to hit his finisher to put him away like like Koto tried like pretty hard to be like kind of like lazy about like how he finished him but he still had to reach for his finisher and it just made Hayato look like you know just like a little hero in the end which is like what you kind of want out of these experiences with him um so yeah just an incredibly effective match I really loved this and I want to see just more and more of these two like this to me is like rivalry potential like I would want to see them tag like I just really love like Hayato and Kotaro working together.
0: Keito Ishida defeated Ryu inuit in 11 minutes and six seconds. This was just okay I didn't love it but I didn't hate it I just thought it was pretty slow. Ishida would be a great bully outsider if it wasn't for Doi and the fantastic job he was doing and um, Oji Shiba was at ringside to cheer on in Inuit, which I really liked. Asiyo Yagi and Yuma Anzai versus Naruki Doi and Hapato Omari went to a 20-minute draw. The crowd was going absolutely crazy for Anzai. I had to turn down my volume a bit because they were just so loud in this match. And, like, they've never been this loud before, I don't think. Omare and Anzai had a really, really great closing sequence, which got me so hyped for their match at Champion Carnival. They're going to absolutely kill it when they get their singles match. And... Asuki and Nurohidoi built up some heart for their upcoming junior tagley match.
1: The crowd was so effective. Like, I just love um when all Japan are in Shinkiba. Like, this crowd is always like fantastic for them. This is just such a fun venue for them to be in. They always like use this crowd and this venue so effectively, and this match just played out beautifully. The crowd was so invested in every single moment of this, and like they made sure that you like you heard them. It was awesome. Um, Anzai and, and uh, Hokuto were extremely compelling in this. Um, there's a spot where Hokuto punched Anzai only for Anzai to grab him by the hair and then bring him back, um, into a suplex and it looked fucking cool. Like they, they really were great, um, in this match together. And I just thought it was absolutely incredible how over Anzai, Hokuto and Atsuki are. Like this crowd, um, just like was there with them, like the entire period. And it's just really amazing, like, in general, um, how over most of our roster is in all Japan, like, um, and how responsive the crowd is for like so many of these guys. But yeah, like, this was um, easily like one of the best matches um, on this card, let alone in the month of March.
0: Yuji Nagata, Hikari Sato, Dan Tamura, and Ray Paloma defeated Shoto Oshino, Riki Honda, Masao Hanabata, and Yusuke Kodame in 13 minutes and 41 seconds. I don't think I've ever seen Paloma before, but I don't really care if i see him ever again especially with the spot he did um yeah i'm just not a fan of it it's a shame that Hanabata and kadama weren't um in the junior tag league or aren't really being used more because that would be a great inclusion for that and why did goa lose every single match this month it was really sad like a sad note to end the month on for them but with champion carnival coming up i think they'll be really great in that
1: i really hope so it's actually so weird because we went through a period of like just the golden age of, like, Ashino and Honda, like, just, you know, being in, like, total control, right? Like, they were the tag champions, like, they won a ton of matches, like, and then once, like, Ashino got hurt and they lost the belts, like, uh, now we're we're seeing a lot of, like, GOA, like, losing and, like, not necessarily like at the forefront of the booking right now, which is just a weird position to be in, but I don't know. I, I have, I guess, big plans for Ashino and Nagata, so I hope that's the direction that we had in smiley's nodding he didn't watch the show so you know he's he's here but he's he's just you know sort of observing right now but he is nodding i think he's on that train as well um i did think that this was a good showing for um gunier of anarchy i did um really like the tension between honda and um nagata like that's been there for a while now the two of them and like the way that they interact with each other it was here in this match and like that was really entertaining um and ashino is always good with nagata as well um I get and like I've noted this before but like we were not going to talk about Ashino in the body bag like that was not even referenced like he just came out for this match like nothing was wrong with him so I was like all right so that's like again it's disconnected entirely from like any it's not a storyline thing it's just a weird little thing we're gonna do after matches so that's all you need to know about that but yeah this was this was fine Nagata does have great chemistry with both Ashino and Honda and that's probably the most important thing you need to know
0: in the main, we had Swama, Jun Sato and Rei Sato defeat Sushi Ishikawa, Kento Miyahara, and Yuma Oyagi in 23 minutes and 32 seconds. This match started off like a normal match. There was no jumping the people before the bell uh, or attacking them. I was just so surprised. It was a normal match, and the Seitos looked so good in this match. I thought this was one of the best um, they've had. Like, it was just really, really good. They looked great. Uh, the body bag spot, I know Alicia wants to talk about it. So I'll let her talk about it because yeah, no, it still makes me feel really icky.
1: I don't want to talk about it in depth. It's just that it was funny. Um, it was, <laughs> it was funny in the sense that like, um, <laughs> that Shuji was helping them the entire time. And that's why it was funny. Um, he was like helping like with uh, keeping the bag closed so they could zip it up and then like his hand was sticking out and he wasn't even like trying to grab onto anything. It was just like them slowly trying to drag him away while his hand was, you know, out of the bag. I don't know. It's funny when you watch it. It's not funny in me describing it to you, but I promise you that when you watching it is actually pretty funny oh my god so um yeah this main um I really really loved this match um I I, yeah I thought that this was great I was really excited about it um I thought that um the brawling in this and like was was effective and like uh it was actually funny to watch like Suwama brawl with Yuma on the outside he had like the weirdest gentlest chair shots ever (laughs) to Yuma which is funny because he's usually so much meaner to Yuma Kento running in to save Inoue from, like, Suwama also, like, killed me. And then he was, like, so concerned about, like, Inoue after to the point where, like, Inoue didn't really want a lot to do with him. Um, the crowd photo uh, photos of that interaction is really funny. Um, but I thought the twins worked so hard in this. Um, and, like, I'm not surprised because, like, they had to go up against Kento in this and Shuji um, and Yuma as well. So, like, they were really just going up against, like, you know, some important seniors. But, like, this was such an impressive um outing for them i thought suama was really effective in this um so again like like beyond the the sort of voodoo murder stuff like when we can just get these guys just wrestling we can get really impressive six man tags um from them i just thought it was great there was just a lot of exciting um exchanges and just really good brawling you know kento did his thing i thought he was like you know pretty entertaining and pretty funny um for most of it so yeah i really liked the six man i thought it was very good
0: now we move on to March moments. Nikan Lee spent the first half of the month in Europe and the UK refering Shihiro Iria and Fuminori Abe before making her way over to Germany for WXW. She did this all while repping All Japan by wearing her All Japan ref outfit. The pro wrestling world and fans were in attendance for Antonio Inoki's farewell at Ryogoku Sumo Hall on March 7th, including all All Japan wrestlers. They laid flowers in the ring while those close to Inoke gave a speech. The um, New Japan site did a write-up of everybody who gave a speech and what they said, so if you were interested, please seek that out.
1: Really exciting news out of Pro Wrestling Noah On March 19th at Noah's Voyage Show in Yokohama, Jake Lee became GHC Heavyweight Champion for the first time when he defeated Kaito Kiyomiya in the main event it is so thrilling that he's managed to do that um so quickly uh after moving on from all japan it's just tremendous and he is now one step closer to being a grand slam champion all he has left now is the IWGP world heavyweight champion is that what they call it now over at new japan i don't know i think they just added the world and their smiley's nodding so i think i'm right um but yeah so there's there is that but Yeah, this is tremendous. There's been um, another video that you can watch on Noah's YouTube page. Um, It's a backstage uh, that you can read or or rather watch what he says subtitled in English, which is really helpful. He has an upcoming match in April against Katsuhiko Nakajima. That'll be his first defense. Uh, So, yeah, it's all extremely exciting he talks a little bit more about you know his feelings uh post leaving all japan and coming into noah as quote unquote his first sort of field he's really talking about wanting to um to you know he's he's not he's a freelancer he's not just going to be at noah he's going to show up eventually in other places so um really talking about a more uh sort of expansive idea of, of what he's going to sort of do with his career um moving forward so it's interesting and worth worth checking out but um definitely thrilled that he uh is now the ghc heavyweight champion it's it's exciting it's bizarre can't believe he's done it so quickly but that's where we are
0: three months that's all it took him three months and he uh is top of noah
1: that's right evolution girls held their first show on the 31st of march they all have their own merch in supporter towels and shirts with the evo girls logo on it uh black Menzel ray was the referee and there are pictures of him training with wada Unfortunately, their shows won't be streamed on AGPW.tv as they are looking at having their own streaming service. And just in case you missed it or forgot, since it was way back on the 1st of March, Atsuki Aoyagi and Black Menso Rey took part in the All-Star Junior Festival. Menso Rey was in an eight-man all-masked wrestlers tag match, while Atsuki was in the main event going one-on-one with Master Wato. They both lost their matches, but it was so nice to see them on the show, especially Atsuki being in the main event. And you can go to New Japan World if you would like to check out uh, those matches as well.
0: So coming up in April is tournament month with the Champion Carnival and Junior Tag Battle of Glory. Champion Carnival is in two blocks this year. In A block, we have Kento Mihara, Yuma Oyagi, Cyrus, June Sato, T-Hawk, Ruki Honda, Yoshikatsu, and Satoshi Kojima. B block, we have Suama, Suji Ishikawa, Yuma Anzai, Shoshiro Oshino, Rei Sato, Hokuto Amore, Manabu Soya, and Takao Omore, who is replacing the injured Naoya Nomura. In the Junior Tag Battle of Glory, we have five teams and each match has a 15-minute time limit. Rii Inoue, Oji Shiba, Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamara, Aski Oyagi and Rising Hayato, Noriki Doe and Nayuki Tanzaki, and Keito Ishida and Kotaro Suzuki. So the card for Champion Carnival and the Junior Tag League is huge. There are so many matches. We're not going to go over all of them. But please look out for my preview that will be on Cookout very soon, which lists all the matches. So we're just going to go over some matches that um, we're really excited for and think that could be stand out on each day. So on day one, on the eighth, I'm really looking forward to, no surprise, Kento Miyahara and Yuma Oyagi. I think maybe Yuma will finally get a win here, but I think that's a match to really look out for.
2: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to a rematch of uh, the best WrestleMania one match ever in uh, Ashino versus Soya. You know, uh, Soya is a different guy compared to what he was five years ago. So it'll be interesting to see the developments of that match.
1: I do agree with Smiley. I think that like the match of the day could very well wind up being Ashino versus Soya. Like, I think they're going to collide hard. They're going to be stoked. Like that was, like if you are someone listening that has not watched the matches that are a part of that rivalry from russell one like do yourself a favor get in contact with smiley because um those are matches that you need to see they are phenomenal some of the best matches of both of those guys careers but um i will say that i think that suwama versus yuma anzai is going to be a potential um phenomenal match in between them anzai did pin suwama um in real world tag league that was, um, it wasn't a tournament tag match, but it was a, it was still in, within that time period. Um, but this is going to be really interesting. Suwama does really well in these types of situations too, like working with these types of guys with Anzai. Um, so I'm excited for this. I think we could see, um, you know, a potentially really great match. Um, one of my favorite matches at the carnival last year was Suwama versus Takiyanomura. Um, so I'm expecting something um, probably just as violent, frankly, to come out of this match. Um, but that's also why I'm really excited.
0: Uh, Day two on the 10th, I'm going to pick out Takao Amore versus Hokuto Amore, the battle of the Amore, to see which one is the better one. Uh, I think that could really be a really good match, especially with the two Amores battling it out.
2: Ooh, Okay, so I'm going to go with a bit of a hot take. Even though uh, we're getting new versus T-Hawk, I'm kind of intrigued by Miyahara versus... Jun Saito because it's a bit of a big test for the Saito brothers to see how they both do in the singles matches. So yeah, I think Jun's a better one out of the two as well. So him getting to face you know, uh, probably the best wrestler in the world maybe is a big test for him, and we'll get to see how good he really is.
1: I was going to go with Miyahara versus uh, Jun Saito as well, but you know what? I'll say this. I'm going to look forward to uh, Shuji versus Rei Saito. I think, again, it's going to be, like, real proving points for the Saitos going up against um, someone like Miyahara, but also someone like Shuji Ishikawa. I think it's, like, a very similar format for them, Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. I think that, like, there's the potential with what we've seen Shuji get out of people like Anzai, out of um, Hokuto Amori, out of someone like Rising Hayato, like, We have the potential to see a very, very good singles match um, with Ray Saito in that position. So, yeah, look forward to that.
0: Day three on the 15th of April, I'm picking Suama versus Manabu Soya. They've had like a kind of little rivalry ever since the Tokyo Dome. Like, Soya was like gunning for Suama. So I was kind of like ignoring him at the press conference, but in the ring, they clashed and it was beautiful. So a one-on-one match I'm very excited for.
2: Yeah, uh, this whole you know uh april 15th card is looking real good but i will pick uh arsenal versus anzai as they're both uh former amateur wrestling champions so it'll be interesting to see how that you know uh, develops in the match
1: there's so many good matches on this card like i could easily yeah. say suwama versus soya because there's something brewing there that started in the tokyo dome and like that's gonna be fucking cool. But like, I'm also gonna say Kento versus Honda because that was a pivotal match for Honda, um, going into 2022, right, like he ended up in the finals for the vacant Triple Crown after Jake had to give it back after getting injured. So it'll be so interesting to see Honda now uh, versus Kento to see what's changed. Um, you know, Honda really brought it to Kento in that match, and he looked like he could have beaten Kento that night. Um, so I'm excited to see what's changed and and what's developed and how Honda um, is looking as a singles wrestler. Like we've seen a lot of him as a tag wrestler and how effective he is. I'm excited for Honda to have uh, a much more effective uh carnival this year he didn't win I think very many matches at all last year right I think he what did he have did he have he zero lost wins or more?
2: Yeah, 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 lost. Yeah. zero
1: wins so this could be um you know there's a lot of people that actually need to prove themselves in this one I don't expect Anzai to pick up that many wins but Honda and Omori have a lot
0: to prove so for the fourth day on the 16th I want to pick like three matches, but I'll just go with the first one on my list, which is Suama and Suji Ishikawa. They are former tag partners, and I love when former tag partners like clash with each other, especially um with both of their styles kind of like brawling and heavy hitting. So I think that is one of the standout matches from this day.
2: Ooh. It's a bit of a tricky one. We'll have to go with uh Omori versus Anzai. I think that'd be interesting much, like the uh, Giant Barber's Last Student versus, you know, the future ace of All Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: Last student in quotes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that try to take that moniker, but uh no, it's a good choice. I think um I'll say... Uh, this is like hard. There's so many interesting little matches um in this carnival this year. I'm gonna say Ashino versus um Hokuto Omori. Um I think like this is another one where like Omori has the potential to like really be impressive against guys like Ashino and like um I'm I'm hoping for a big carnival for Ashino. Like he's someone too where like, you know, he had a he had a pretty good carnival last year, but like not the really impressive one that a lot of us would have wanted him to have, but um, I'll just be so interested to see like what Hokuto can really do against someone like Ashino. Um, so yeah, this this could be uh, quite compelling.
2: And uh, I think I think it'll be their first singles meeting since uh you know Enfance Terribles broke up as well when uh Mori yeah. started the turn on Ashino. So very interesting.
1: Right, so you got that bit of like Enfants to read mm. history between them that like yeah. never ever got resolved because like mm. of the way everything ended up. Um, so yeah, there's there's a <laughs> there's a lot to be said that and Jake's not around anymore, right? To kind of back yes. up uh, Hokuto. So Thank let's see, uh, let's see how it goes.
0: Uh, for the twenty second, I'm going to pick Ashino versus Ray Sato. I think the Sato's really work well against Ashino, and Ashino has to get his wound back from being stuffed in a body bags. <laughs>
2: I'm going to go with uh, Kento Miyahara versus Tatsu because they've had uh, a lot of bangers in the past. So, you know, I expect the same here. And it's probably going to be one of the two Tatsu matches that I will be worth watching.
1: I'm going to go with Suwama versus Takao Mori. These guys are like the two sort of veteran pillars of this company. They've been enemies. They've joined together to fight mutual enemies um they're sort of fascinating um so I I would uh I, I will be looking forward to this match I I'm going to be uh excited to see how that looks and, and how it turns out
0: so for the show on the 23rd I'm going to pick the junior match so Dan Tamura and Karasato versus Asuki Alagi in Ryzen Haito. they had great matches at Otter Ward they just mesh so well I know they're just going to kill it so I'm really really looking forward to that match
2: Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, Suwama versus Shotaro Ashino because fingers crossed, you know, if all goes well, be Ashino's first win over Suwama. Fingers crossed, you know, in a in a perfect world, let's see.
0: Yeah, I'll be wearing my uh, Runaway Suplex shirt for that
2: match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to see that. Way.
1: Yeah, we need to see some justice for Ashino you know, when it comes to uh, no resolution again with like that stuff with Suwama. So yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I will go with Aoyagi. Yuma Aoyagi versus uh Kojima. Um, I think that's like a good match for Yuma to kind of prove um what he's got against someone like uh, Kojima, who's like a big veteran. Um, so yeah, I think that'll be really really interesting. I'm interested to see how that they're both like. Kojima is, is, a, is pretty funny. He's, he's definitely like, a, he skews comedy these days and a lot of what he does. Um, Yuma also can skew comedy. Um, so I'm interested to see kind of what that looks like. But I hope, I really hope that Yuma pulls out a win here. I think that would be critical for him.
0: So for day seven on the 25th, I'm going to go for another junior tag league match. Um, Asuki Yagi in Ryzen Haito versus Riya in Oji Shiba. I think this has the potential to be a show stealer um Rii Inoue has just improved immensely and Odishiba is really getting up there and especially against Asuki and Haito they can create like wrestling magic i believe
2: uh, i will be picking the black generation international team of uh, Ishan Suzuki versus Doi Antanizaki for the men- for the reasons i mentioned before and uh, if you're a Dragon Gate fan or Great fan, then, you know, you're probably going to watch, want to watch this match.
1: This is another card of, like, super interesting matches. I guess I'm going to go with Kento versus Kojima. I am interested to see what that's going to be like. They are, like, starting to hint at, like, some sort of build between them. I'm interested to see what that means for um, Kento and for potentially how long that means, you know, we're going to have Kojima around in all Japan. Uh, so yeah, I'm interested to see what that looks like. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting matchup for um, for Kento and it should be um, pretty fun, if nothing else.
0: For uh, day eight on the 30th, um, Suama and Ray Sato, Two voodoo murders clashing. They've had their problems in the past. So hopefully they don't bring it up again and have another um, voodoo murders breaking up teasing angle. But... I think they're really going to go hard with each
2: other yeah uh, hopefully that you know brings uh the ending of voodoo murders that we we're all hoping for but um i'll pick uh i'll pick omori versus Sawyer because it's new world all the clashing again as long as it's better than the december match it's all good
1: i will go with poketo omori versus yuma anzai As we just recently saw, there is so much potential there um, from that tag match alone. So this singles match could easily kill it and be like one of the top matches of that card.
0: So for day nine on the fourth, um, All Japan's website said the card is not complete yet. So with the matches we have, I'm going to pick the Junior Tag Battle of Glory finals. Um, We don't know who which teams will be in the finals, but junior wrestling is my thing, so I'm very very excited for that.
2: I am going to go with. Mihara versus T-Hawk as they had an amazing match last year for the Triple Crown and I'm expecting the same here and obviously with the uh, sort of heated ending for the H P W great show maybe we will see T-Hawk get the win over Mihara.
1: Unfortunately with the card not complete I can't be super different I'm just going to go with Kento and T-Hawk they did have a great match for Kento's Triple Crown when he was champion at one point. And like Smiley alluded to, like the ending was like super heated. T Hawk was trying to grab uh, Anzai by the throat during (laughs) that ending sequence. Um, So I expect that some of that will be transferred over to some of these uh, these matches too. So could be interesting by this uh, point in the tournament.
0: And on the last day, on the seventh of May at at Otter Ward, we have a block winner versus B block winner. So we got to wait to see who wins the blocks. And for prediction time is who do you think will win the Champion Carnival and Junior Tag Battle of Glory? I did ask Rachel and they said um, they don't actually know who will win, but they really hope it's evolution for the Junior Tag Battle of Glory. And they also picked Ashino to win Champion Carnival. I think for the Junior Tag Battle of Glory, it will be the great, great team. I do believe Seema losing was like, okay, I'll lose, but you give my boys the win. That's Fine, I'm fine with that. Um, Suzuki is just amazing, and more him in or Japan, I can't complain about. And for the champion kind of I had no but now I'm just so confused. Maybe Yuma Ayagi or any Yuma, really, seeing what the trajectory Onzai's been on lately. But I think, um, maybe Yuma Ayagi,
2: um, yeah, for the junior type battle of glory, I will go with uh, Ishdan Kotaro, Suzuki, and Champion Carnival winner. is a bit of a skeptical one because like Jesse was saying, I also thought Nomura would win. Um but well, I think I think his uh, win- the winner will come from the same block, so I'll have to go with the uh, Star Ashnov and I think he will beat Yumao Yagi in the finals.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have anything different than Smiley at this point. <laughs> like I think unfortunately that like there will probably have to be some political payup for Anzai getting to tag or beat rather shima which is you know fine yeah now it would have been my choice which is like it's just like super crushing to think that he's the it's just not gonna happen this year Mm -hmm. um i think it's important to uh this is important for ashino and i don't want it to feel sort of like a uh I don't, I don't want Ashino to end up in a, in a position where like he feels like a holdover champion. If he is the one that goes over Nagata, but I do think it's important for him to be the guy at this point that does face Nagata because there is history between them. Like we, we got a lot of that last year. I think it was during the carnival um, between them. And then he didn't beat Nagata. Um, he told that whole story about him. Uh, you know, he, I think he tried out for the new Japan dojo and he didn't get in. Um, and so that was his motivation in facing uh, Nagata last year. And I don't think he won um that match so you have kind of an innate built-in story there and him being able to win the carnival and face Nagata and go over Nagata but like with most things the thing that makes me the most hesitant in like making any guesses I just can't tell how long they expect to keep this belt on Nagata like are we doing this now are we going to get the belt off and off of you know champion carnival or are we doing this all the way through royal road it's so hard um to tell but ideally, um Ashino would come out the victor in this and go on to face nagata there's a built-in story there and it also has that long-term goal of you know preserving yuma and kento for a, a later time because i do think that's important too and it has its own role so
0: now for match recommendations so mine's like really really recent it's Askeyagi versus raising haito from october last year um As I said, it's super recent, less than one year ago, but I believe this is a point where the junior division really picked up and started outshining the heavyweights. Of course, there were good um, junior matches last year in the early bit, but getting rid of Tiger Mask and having someone young belonging to the company and ready to prove himself, giving them the belt was just such a great move. And Kento on commentary, just losing his mind and then seeing pictures of him clapping with the crowd, supporting the juniors is definitely what you want to see from an ace. And this is free on All Japan um, streaming service, ajpw.tv. So there is no excuse that you can't watch this. Um, watch this match. like It was my junior match of the year last year.
2: I am going to go with a blast from the past uh, that was inspired by Captain Lou's uh, pick from January. I'm going to go with uh, Junaki versus Yoshinari Ogawa from September 98. It's like 10 minutes long. You know, uh, Akiyama's a prick in this one. You know, was a sleazy underdog, and then like the post match as well is cool because it's the uh start of the untouchables of uh Misawa and Ogawa, so yeah, good stuff all around, especially if you like haven't watched the old, old uh, Swift Akiyama and you know, when well Ogawa was still a, rat, a sleazy rat back then as well so yeah but yeah <laughs> amazing match that you'll want to watch especially with like the time uh, match time as well it's like 10 minutes long so you know you can't can't not watch it so yeah
1: such a great recommendation that whole period in all japan is also like just really special you can't go wrong with like yeah, a lot of stuff from that, that era it's yeah. so good Awesome. Um, I'm very influenced right now by what I'm watching and putting together for, like I mentioned before, the Rivals episodes for Next Stream 1.0. Um, and this was really helpful that I remembered this match is on uh, our friend Dess's YouTube channel. Uh, so this was really helpful when I was looking for this. But I watched Kento Miyahara versus Yuma Aoyagi from December 14th, 2014. So that was Yuma's debut in Corican, um, which is a really fun match. <laughs> Um, Yuma is in the blue tights and knee pads. He looks exactly like Akiyama when Akiyama was really young, um, which was purposeful. Akiyama kind of, like, gifted him, like, the, of the look, basically. Um, and you can hear commentary talking a lot about Akiyama, um, when they're, uh, when they're doing the match, which is really interesting. But, yeah, Kento's, like, in the white drip, uh, with, like, the break heart, like, logo stuff all over it. He's, like, in his exceed days, um, and he's pretty early into, like, his, like, real all Japan run. Um, but yeah, this match is fun. It's just like Kento punishing <laughs> Yuma um, the entire time and like making him prove himself. Um, he keeps like punishing Yuma with this like extended Boston crab sequence, and like he's telling him like Come on!" Like he's really challenging Yuma to get a- to get out of it. After like a, a breakthrough with that sequence, um, even like Wada like bends down and starts like slapping Yuma about the face to like you know get him to get back up again. Because this whole thing is about Yuma like really proving himself against like uh, his senior in his debut. But yeah, uh, Yuma taps to the Boston Crab in the end after like this thick, incredible like effort, like he tries to rally a couple of times. He's got like this like fiery, like baby face spirit. He he barely looks like himself. It's just so interesting. His head is shaved. But um, yeah, it's really interesting. Kento was very generous with him um, at the end of the match, but like it's so worth watching. Um, It's their dynamics are so interesting. Then, like they're they're barely like themselves in that in that part. It's just rather in that match. It's just really interesting to watch. So, highly recommend. And it's on Des's, um YouTube channel. But we'll also recommend it on um, the blog too for all of you, along with Jesse and Smiley's matches.
0: So, if you're interested in watching All Japan, you can do so at ajpw.tv for 900 yen a month. Most shows are live, but they are video on demand shows, and they are uploaded the day after they were filmed. But for the Champion Carnival, every single show is live. So you don't have to worry about video on-demand shows for that. You can find me on Twitter at Sister Jessie and Royal Road 72.
1: You can find me, Alicia, at Chirinui Kai with two eyes, or me and Rachel at Kickout 299. Um, And please do us a favor and um, leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps us be more visible and have people um you know just interact with the the podcast more it's a huge help to us so thank you very much in advance uh
2: you can find me on my new twitter which is uh, smiley underscore uh, 1933 unfortunately my other one's been hacked so if you are a former mutual feel free to follow me and uh, obviously a five star review on the kick out uh spotify itunes whatever you wherever you listen to it
0: thank you once again and we'll see you next time for our big champion carnival show